Welcome back to the Peace of Us podcast. I hope everyone's having a great day today. My name is Max. Uh, this is my dad, Aaron. What's up? My mom, Crystal. Hey. And my funkle, Joe. Howdy. And today we're talking about... Communication. So recently, I went from blonde hair to dark brown, and and it was a really funny experience because I kind of, I guess I had a little bit of expectation disappointment because in my mind, I was like, Erin's going to be like, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. I love it. And like, it was going to be this whole like sweet moment. And then when I actually showed him my hair, <laughs> his response was a little bit different than I expected. And Looking back on it now and like watching the footage because we were filming at the time, um, his well, first, all I heard in my head, I think, was he said, Oh, it has a lot of red in it. Can you take that out? And I'm like, No, you have to recolor your whole hair to take the red out. Like, it's not, it doesn't just like okay. So, clearly, it was a miscommunication because I actually asked her, Are you going to take that out? Okay, that's the same thing. No, it's not. Are you going to take it totally out? Different Is sentences. it going to take out? Hence why we're doing a... I know, why we're doing a communication, communication blog. Communication <laughs> Yeah, I'm not taking sides, but he was mid-Warzone game when you came in. So I'm not taking any sides. <laughs> losing but... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, and then your second response was, well, normally you look a little more put together. And I had curled it, and it was very put together. So I was taken back by both of your responses. <laughs> so when I was looking at it, if you, it's hard to tell because she's sitting down. But normally, the way she curls her hair is one way, and then when it was curled, Ariana did the curling. I'm not saying she did it bad; did. it was just different. So not only was the color a huge shock to me, but the bottom was like I don't know; it was just curled differently, and it looked different, and it didn't look the way that Crystal normally does it. So, well, okay, so originally I was a little offended. I'm not going to lie. My feelings were really she hurt was very that day. Offended. I was very offended. <laughs> Don't undersell it. <laughs> and then later on that day, Erin was like, I want to redo. Like, I want to redo <laughs> that response. And, and it was funny because we kind of like, we kind of laughed and joked about it at that point. But it was like, where does the communication breakdown happen? And there's been a few times when like stuff happens. And then Erin and I are like, can we go back and watch that footage? And it's crazy how... You like picture it in your mind, and then when you actually see it playing back, it's not as bad, or it was kind of taken out of context a lot. And it's something that Aaron and I have worked on over the years with like our communication and all of that is giving the other person the benefit of the doubt. Like they're not trying to hurt your feelings. They're not trying to. He just had never seen me in this dark of hair before, and he I was think just I had. So it just shocked. had been so long. Like, when was the last time you legitimately had your hair that dark? I don't think I've ever had it this dark, ever. Maybe not. Like, I've had it like a light brown, but I've never had it like this dark of brown. So I think that that communication was just It's funny because people commented on that video that when we did the redo and you walked around the corner, a couple of people thought it was Hannah walking around the corner. Really? And now I, I just... Like, I love you both, but you are, in my opinion, you're very different looking. So if they mistook you for Hannah, that just goes to show you how different you looked. I know. Compared to what you were before. It is crazy how hair can really change. Well, how many times the next couple of days, the kids would be coming in and you'd be standing 10 feet from me and the kids would walk in. Hey, have you seen my mom? Uh, I don't know. Did you look around for her? And you're just kind of standing there like, (laughs) like, hello. (laughs) Like, 
<laughs> probably five, six times you had all different kids doing that same thing. Cause it just, you get so used to seeing you one way that it was a big difference. It was a oh, big So you went over to change. Chelsea's house. Have you told that story? Uh, I went over to my mom's house and Chelsea was there Oh, yeah. and Chelsea didn't recognize me with Chelsea is my sister for those of you who don't know. And she opened the door and gave me like a weird look at first. And then she's like, Oh, hi. And my aunt Bonnie had also done her hair dark and she didn't recognize her at all. She was like, come on in. But like looked at her so weird. And the little kids there didn't recognize us. It was just, it was just a weird experience. Like I felt like it was just like this. I don't know. You just like don't feel like yourself. And I've never had that before. So it was just interesting. But going back to communication. So um, Aaron and I did not get in an argument about that, though, because we kind of both just laughed about it. And we were like, you know, like, I think I took it a different way than what you took it. And we just meant two different things. And so I felt really bad for that entire day. I could tell I hurt your feelings. And that was not what I meant at all. But then I was doing the whole thing where he would be like, no, it looks really good. And I'm like, you're only saying that because you hurt my feelings. Now you don't really mean it. At that point, she had put up this wall that whatever (laughs) I said from then on, I was saying just to appease her. But that wasn't the case. Do you really like it? I actually really love it. I I agree with a lot of the comments. I think um, this hair color for you changes like you have a glow about you. It it amplifies. I don't know. It gives your skin like a glowish. Oh. Do you That's prefer nice. her blonde hair or? This you can one? be honest. Um, I'm going to be honest. I prefer her blonde hair. I you haven't prefer my blonde hair. I haven't decided yet. Yes, I'll, decided. I'll get back to you on that one in a couple of weeks because I think I'd, I need time for it to settle in. Yeah, I think it's still so new that we're still yeah. The dark hair. You like the dark hair better? Yeah, I like the dark hair better. It's funny. I've kind of had a fifty-fifty response on like whether people prefer the blonde or the brown. I'm going to just say this comment. Winona Bannon Bannon commented on that video. I'm going to be honest and blunt. It is not only the dark hair that you have to look at, but look at your eyes and your complexion. Your eyes stand out like sapphires. And that really rang true to me. Like It really makes your eyes pop compared to the blonde. I don't know. That's nice. Thank you for that comment. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so going on communication a little bit more. So, um, well, one, this one's just like a really quick funny story with it. But the other day, Joe and I were in the kitchen and Hannah had walked in and her um, internet had stopped working. And she was like, I was supposed to go hang out with my friend, but I can't now because my internet's not working. And Joe and I both looked at each other and we just died laughing. And Joe was like, you know your phone still works if you don't have internet, like your cell service still works. And she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, you you can call your friend and ask where you're hanging out and what time and all of that. And she looked like she was so confused. It was it's a funny really? moment. It was so funny. That's that we've actually had a couple of different times where that's happened. One time the kids were, they didn't do some stuff they were supposed to. And so Aaron shut down everybody's internet. And a couple of the girls were like, oh, my gosh, I was chatting with this guy and now it's going to be like left on unread and he's going to think that I didn't don't like him or something. And it was like, so just text him. Your texting still works when you don't have the Internet. And it was like, oh, that would be weird. Like communication is very different with the different generations now. Right. And they really thought if they couldn't communicate through Snapchat, which is mostly where they communicate with their friends, then they couldn't communicate at all. 
And I'm like, no, like you can call, you can text, like you can do all these different things. And it was just, it was just really funny to me that they didn't think of it like that. So it's interesting how communication has changed over the years and what we're used to now compared to back then and all of that is, it's just really interesting. I don't understand why this, the gener- current generation of, of teenagers or whatnot, they've complicated the the levels of a relationship to such a degree that it's like, why? I, d- I don't understand. There's this talking phase. We didn't used to call it talking, but you know what I mean? We were just- I hate oh, the current I'm, dating. I'm interested stuff. in this person. Okay, go talk to them. Okay. And then you ask them out. You know what I mean? It's, there's not this talking phase that goes on for months for some of these kids sometimes. And I'm just like, why? Yeah, Max, explain like the dating stages. Oh, you expect I, <laughs> I, you expect me to do this? Um, I, I don't know. There's like, I guess if you don't want to date someone, but you still want to talk to them, it's just called talk. I, I don't even get so it. So isn't myself. that just being friends at that point? No, because they're not allowed to date I, other people either. It's just... It's this weird talking. It's weird. I don't. Thing. I don't like it. See, that makes no is. sense to me. If you're not boyfriend girlfriend, then why are you stuck to this level of you can't talk to other boys or girls? I I that don't makes know. No sense to talking me. phases for to be able to talk to other people. Are you allowed to talk to other people? I think I don't know. So I think it's a talking phase. There was an in between dating and talking. I don't remember what they called it. It was like a. Not I don't. Like know. I don't even know. know you. I don't know. So um, do they still have that horrible like DTR moment? Do you remember those? Determine the relationship talk. The DTR. I, I think those? that's a text now. I, I think it's. It's not even. A, it's a Snapchat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was back in the day when you actually did that in person. It was a little awkward because then if you go and you're like, so are we like boyfriend and girlfriend? And if they at that point are like no, then it's like right there in your face, and it was kind of awkward. So maybe it's easier this way, but at the same time, I don't know. These kids nowadays. Oh, we're a thing. That's what they call it. We're a thing. Is that different from dating? Yeah. uh, Yes. That means they haven't like officially asked you out, but you're like more than talking. So you're a thing. And that means you're not supposed to be dating other people, but you're not like official. So it's like the weirdest. I'm like, okay, either you're dating or you're talking. Why are you a thing? I don't know what it means. I don't know. It's confusing. Am We're I sensing a serious fear of commitment amongst <laughs> this entire generation? <laughs> I'm not dating until I'm 20 at the very least. Really? Well, Max, according to the standards of today's dating, if you started talking to somebody now, you wouldn't even get to the dating stage till you're yeah. 20. So <laughs> you're okay there. I guess that's true. Uh, Do I call Max out? Okay. Call me out. Oh. Max is talking to a girl, but didn't tell us. Oh, no, I unadded her. Oh. oh, It's already over? Yeah. Is that why you didn't tell me? Because you thought it would end very quickly? A lot of them do. (laughs) No, but I don't know. I just, it's nice to date in my 20s. I just skip the high school part, the talking, the thing, all that. Just I think it's important that you date now because there's valuable lessons to be learned in this stage. You and know. to figure out what you do and don't want in the future and all of that. I mean, that's really what dating's about is figuring out what you want. Make so the relationship true. mistakes now when it doesn't really matter as much as opposed to when, you're in when there's 20s. actually more so. kind of purpose to it almost. Yeah, I can yeah. see. Yeah. Says the guy who's been single forever. So. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so communication, though, what are the different ways to communicate? Because everyone's like, oh, communication is the most important thing in a relationship. Communication is what it's all about. It can make any relationship better. What are the different ways to communicate? With your words? (laughs) With your (laughs) voice talking? Okay, but how do you start those conversations? I feel like texting, there's so much lost in text. Oh, there's so much. So much miscommunication. There's way too much lost in text. You can't tell, inf- uh, is it inflection, the word that I'm thinking of? You know, what- Expression? Ex- yeah, what the feelings behind the text, you can't, there's so much of that lost that you have no idea what they're trying to get at. It could mean one thing, but if you heard their tone of voice, it could mean something completely Especially different. Especially because no one uses punctuation. That too. As much, yeah. And it was, um, even in the comment section, a lot of times I'm like, I'll get kind of offended by a comment or I'm like, oh, that really hurt my feelings. And one I had said in a video and then the person had come back and like, that's not even how I meant that at all. Like not even a little bit. And you got like way offended by it. And I was like, oh, like I guess I, I really didn't think about the expression and what that means behind things. But I feel like, yeah, that definitely gets lost in text i think the general rule is just like say it three times in three different expressions like one mad one happy and then one kind of mixed and if you're saying those same words yeah you just gotta like choose one lost. i don't know i or know text texting is a horrible way to communicate to someone I know one with um, Aaron and I is he is such a fixer. And I used to like tell him something and like try to communicate. And he's like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And you can fix it this way. And this is what you should be doing. And like, and it would make me like upset. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm just like, I'm just needing to vent. I don't need you to fix the problem. Like, and it took us a long time to get that communication over that. Yeah. Because I would jump in there, Mr. Fix it, try to fix it. And she's like, no, I literally just want you to listen to me. So I think one of way to communicate and to figure out that communication is set the expectation of what you're kind of wanting out of the communication. So with Aaron, like I'll go to him and I'll be like, hey, I just need to vent for a minute. I just need someone to like, because sometimes when you say stuff out loud too, and you're just venting it, you kind of fix it on your own. Like you can start processing how you're really feeling about it and what that looks like, or whether you start saying something and you're like, oh, wait, that sounded way different in my mind. That's actually, I'm not actually upset about this or whatever with the case. But, and then sometimes I'll go to Aaron and I'm like, I need help. Like, I need you to help like fix this problem. And this is what I'm feeling and all of that. So I definitely think. I think that's good that you set the expectation up front too of, hey, I need to vent or because guys tend to want to fix things a little bit more. If if a guy goes and shares an issue with another friend, it's usually like, hey, do you have any advice? Can you help me out with this? That kind of thing. We don't tend to just vent as often. And so when you're communicating so- with somebody that has a different style to say, hey, this is a just a vent session or I need your help. And if you don't know, is it probably a good thing to ask, like, hey, are you looking for a solution or do you just want to talk about it? Definitely. I will say that's, I think, so Crystal and I did have a rough patch in our marriage and, you know, we were very close to divorce. And I think that was a huge part of what got us to that point is, you know, Crystal and I would get into an argument or whatnot and and. Because I was Mr. Fix-It and she wanted to vent about it, 
at, at a certain point, she stopped basically sharing her feelings. So we would have an argument. She would just be quiet about it and, you know, recluse herself. And then we would never really fix the problem. And so after a bunch of years of that happening, she got super frustrated because she's like, we have all these issues and we're not fixing them. Well, come to find out, I had to change the way that I communicated with her. And, you know, she had to adjust a couple of things too, but that way we were communicating better and more on the same plane. It's very true. When you have different communication styles and different ways of communicating and the other person isn't fulfilling kind of what you need and vice versa, it definitely can go in a very bad direction because that law that loss of communication was there, but we've learned over the years how to... I think that was the best thing that I learned from that marriage counseling and that entire incident is when you are communicating with somebody, give them the benefit of the doubt. If you have a relationship with that person previously, what was that relationship founded on? Or what, what, you know, what properties did you have in that relationship? If you had trust... Why do you not trust that they're trying to do the best by you now? You know what I mean? And give them the benefit of the doubt. So even if they say something that hurts your feelings, well, I don't think they meant to hurt my feelings, but maybe that's how I took it. And I think that can actually help communication a lot. Because when you go into a, you know, when you hear something, if you're instantly thinking negative, then it's going to come off negative and you're going to feel like it hurts your feelings. And I think that goes back to the whole hair incident and why we didn't end up getting in like in an argument or upset with each other about it is like, I knew at the end of the day, you weren't trying to hurt my feelings. Like I knew you weren't like, you know what I mean? Your response and your normally like. It was a terrible response. It was a terrible (laughs) response. We will say that. It was bad. It's a bad bad. reaction. But I feel like in the past, we would have gotten in an argument about that. And I would have been mad for a couple of days. And we would have probably talked the rest of that day or whatnot, like in our old, old way of communicating. But instead, I was able to come to you later that day, like, hey, my feelings were hurt. How did you mean it? Like, what do you actually not like? it? I'm okay if he didn't like it. I just didn't like that response that was kind of, I felt like passive aggressive a little bit where you're like making comments, but like, I don't really understand what you mean. And so it was like this miscommunication with it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not even upset by it. I didn't give you the proper response. (laughs) I think one of the things kind of on the giving the benefit of the doubt too is you have to be a little bit careful when you're talking to somebody Uh, you know, you may mean something to come across one way and they may take it very differently. So that's why it's really important to make sure that you are clear in your communications and, you know, and, and if you do receive something wrong to kind of voice that so you guys can figure out, cause there's times where, you know, sometimes with your kids, you've been having some communications with some of your kids where they, they say something and it's like, that's not what I meant at all. And it's like, but that's, everybody took it that way. Like, you know, so you have to be careful on how you're saying certain things because you may mean it as something very good and they may take it very, very differently. Right. And I think that was huge as we started doing foster care and bringing kids into our home from different backgrounds, different traumas, different experiences and the way they would communicate. And I struggled a little bit at first, like understanding Um, some of those ways that they would say stuff. So for an example, um, one morning I, you know, I had my 
daughter. Well, she's now my daughter. She was a foster daughter at the time. And um, she'd been in our house probably for like two or three days. And she came down to eat breakfast in the morning. And I was in the kitchen making breakfast. And she looks over at me and I, you know, I just rolled out of bed, no makeup on, my hair was a mess. And she looks at me and says, wow, that's why you wear makeup. And I was like, oh, like burn. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And like, at first I was really taken back by that. And I was like, oh, did she really just say that? To me? <laughs> um, but as like the day went on, I was really trying to understand like where, where that came from. Because obviously, you know, I know I look different with makeup versus without or like that kind of stuff. And later on, she had expressed like, I just had never seen you without makeup before. So it was just a shock to me. And I don't think she meant it like, oh, like you ugly or something like that. (laughs) But I think I took it that way at first. And so I think, again, that's that back to communication. But a lot of kids coming in and from particularly from foster care, haven't learned how to communicate. And I would say not even foster care. A lot of kids nowadays don't know how to properly communicate their feelings, don't know how to properly communicate when they're thinking something. I think that was the biggest game changer. One of the biggest game changers for us as parents. Um, And we had started foster care. And when you're, you know, a licensed foster parent or adoptive parent, you have to take continuing education and whatnot. And we took a class. I don't remember what it was, um, but it talked about, uh, you know, foster and adoptive kids miscuing. Yes. You know, when they were in their previous situation, something happened and the parent or guardian in that situation didn't necessarily respond how you probably should normally respond. And so the child then learns this thing that, okay, this happens, I'm going to respond this way, but it's not necessarily the, the right way. And it's called miscuing. Or if the child needs something, then you know they're not used to asking for it or whatnot. So sometimes they will act out and it becomes, it, you would think that it's this misbehavior, but it's actually them trying to cue you that they need something. Right. My favorite example of that is we had a 16-year-old foster son in our house. And it was later on the day, like we were all done working and we were just kind of relaxing at the end of the day. And I was sitting on the couch and I had a blanket on me and I was just watching like one of my shows on TV. And he was in the other room playing video games and he got off his video games came in, turned off the TV, grabbed my the blanket off of me and just threw it on the ground and then walked back and started playing his games. And I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And I was like, you know, and I said his name and I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing, huh? And he's laughing. And I was like, okay, he's probably just teasing me, like whatever, right? And so I turned the TV back on and put the blanket back on. And again, he comes in, turns the TV off, walks out. And I'm like, what is going on? And then we had just got done with that class, though. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's miscuing. This is a miscue right now. And so I did turned off the, or I kept the TV off at that point. And I went in the other room and I sat next to him and I just sat and watched him play video games. And we just sat and talked. And then he ended up opening up about, you know, a situation he was going through at school. And like we ended up having the best conversation I had had with him up until that point. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like he was wanting to talk about his day and vent about a problem, but he didn't know how to come in and say, hey, 
can we talk for a second? Or he wasn't understanding that communication of how do you start that conversation and get somebody's undivided attention. And so his miscue was, I'm going to just get on her nerves. till she. <laughs> but in his previous house, he would have been yelled at and it would have been this whole thing. And then he would have went and shut down and felt, you know what I mean? And that miscommunication would have continued on. And so it's important when your kids are having like different behaviors or going through different things that you're like, okay, what's the root of the problem here? Where is this miscommunication going wrong? Because a lot, a lot of behaviors are because of a miscommunication. So I've, so I've actually seen this in uh, some kids like a couple of weeks ago, um, someone's computer was broken and they had just left it broken. Like you just didn't right. say anything. Right. And then a couple of weeks later, we're trying to play and we're like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. My computer hasn't worked in a little while. And I was like, so you didn't just ask dad? Like, I think it would have really helped to just ask dad. And he just didn't say anything. So the problem never got fixed. And, but now that he said something, now something, and now it's fixed. Now it's fixed. Yeah. So, and I think it goes back to all of those. Yeah. How do you communicate that? And how do you feel comfortable communicating those things? So, uh, one of the other things I want to say really quick is we, one of our daughters really, really struggled with um, feelings and being able to communicate feelings. And a long time ago, we started with, okay, um, she had had a really hard day at school and was just really, really struggling. And, I had tried to sit and talk with her and she's like, I just can't, like, I just, I don't want to talk about my feelings. And I'm like, okay, that's totally fine. I totally get it. Why don't you write me a note and leave it on my bed? And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, just write me a handwritten note, like about your feelings, or you can just tell me about your day or however that, whatever that note looks like. It can be one sentence, just write me a note, and leave me on a bed. And I was like, I'm so excited because I can write you a note back. And she was like, uh, okay. And I got the longest, sweetest letter ever. But it was like, I truly understood how she felt about things just through this letter. And um, I have a really close friend that when she was younger, she uh, was having a hard time in school. And she had yelled a bunch of cuss words at one of her teachers. And her teacher was mad and called her mom and all of that. And her dad, you know, sat her down and said, hey, you are not allowed to talk for one week. Like you, you're not allowed to talk at school. I'm going to call your teacher and everybody and I'm going to let them know that you're not allowed to talk for an entire week. And if you want to talk to your teacher or any of your friends or whatever, you have to handwrite them, you know, a note or whatever. That's the only way you're allowed to communicate for an entire week. And she was really upset by this and really mad and all of that. And it was really difficult. She said it was the hardest thing she's gone through. But she said it was the best thing she's ever gone through at the same time. Because as she went to write notes, like if, you know, a friend in class or her teacher made her upset and she went to write the note, she could write it and really read what she was meaning, erase those bad words or erase whatever, and then rewrite it and be able to give it to her teacher. And And she said then the next week when she could talk again, <laughs> or when she was allowed to talk at school again, um, she was able to put her words better, though. She was able to really think about how she's writing it and what she's really meaning with those words and and what that looks like. So yeah, to this day, some of my kids still write me letters and I love it. One of our kids wrote us a letter last week 
I think yeah. it might have been two weeks ago, and literally made Aaron and I cry. Like it was the, the sweetest, sweetest letter, letter I've ever read. And I was like, and I went to him and ha- hugged him, and I was like, oh my gosh, I loved your letter. And they were like, oh, I was just bored in class and decided to write you a letter. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. So we're going to be implementing something in our house really soon that I'm super excited about. I ordered some stuff, um, but where we're going to learn to communicate through letters because, yeah, I really like it. So you have the verb, you have the, we kind of talked a little bit about verbal communication. You've got the written communication. Um, what about your, your nonverbal stuff, your, just your body actions, your, those kind of physical cues. It makes me think a lot, uh, a lot of our kids from foster care, um, when they get into trouble, they get this expression on their face and it drives me crazy. And I, I, I hate that it drives me crazy. And I've tried to to get better and, and more patient with it. But a lot of times when one of our kids get in trouble, they get like a smile on their face and they're not meaning to smile. I think it's just their way of like dealing with the emotions that are going on in their head, knowing that they're, that they're in trouble. And, you know, f- for me, I always took it as, Oh, they're just smiling and they're just mocking me. Or being you know what I mean? Respectful or yeah. And so it's, it's been, you know, something that we've tried to work with really in, in when you're in trouble or when you're talking to somebody, you got to be careful what you're saying. And so I, I remember a trick that you had, I think you told me about, it. I don't know where you heard it from, but basically whenever you're going to like call somebody or you're going to do something, hold up a mirror, you know? So say you're going to call somebody and leave a voicemail hold up a mirror so that you can see yourself because when you're on the phone, you can't always see the other person and how, you know, the facial expressions that they're making. But if you have a mirror for yourself, you can actually see like, Oh, I'm smiling right now. And then if you're smiling, you typically are in just this better mood. And then the entire conversation goes better. Yeah. And the tone of your voice is better when you're smiling or more, you know what I mean? And so yeah, and a couple of our kids, well, no, one of our kids in particular, anytime that she gets hurt, she laughs. And when she was little, it was so confusing because she fell on the stairs one time really hard. And I was like, oh, my gosh, do I take her to the doctor? And we were kind of going back and forth. But she was sitting there laughing. And I was, and she, but she's like, I'm so hurt. Oh, my gosh. And then she's laughing. And I'm like, well... I'm really confused. I don't know, like, because normally you would cry if you're hurt. You know what I mean? And like those emotions would be attached. And and over the years and different classes that we've taken, we've figured out that's also a miscue where in the past they didn't want to cry and show that emotion because a if they were in abusive a situation, it feel they felt like the abuser was winning if you would show that you were upset by something or the abuse would get worse. And so they would learn to that their emotions didn't actually match how they felt inside. And so it's something to really pay attention to, but it's something that is very common in foster care or abusive situations where your emotions don't necessarily match your inside, or they just show no emotion, where they just look blank and you're like, are you upset? Are you happy? Are you sad? I don't know what you're feeling. And they just have learned to turn all emotions off physically. I do understand um, the smiling part. So it's funny uh, when we we've done some brand deals and I've had to do voiceovers 
and you tell me to smile and it makes your voice like better. It makes you a little bit happier. Oh yeah. When we do voiceovers, I'm like, watch if you smile and then hear the difference between. Yeah. I used to train people in customer service over the phones and for new hires, a lot of times we would actually give them a mirror, uh, kind of tapping into what you were saying, give them a mirror for their desk just to have people like, oh, why do I have this? Like, oh, do I, am I checking my makeup? What? And it's like, no, it's to make sure that you're smiling because people can tell. You You can hear it when you're talking to somebody on the phone. You can hear when they sound angry or when they sound happy and their face is going to absolutely match that. And that may not always be what they're intending to convey because yeah. they're not aware of what, you know, their face is doing at that. And, and it definitely comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so those are all the different ways to communicate. But definitely, uh, if one of your kids is struggling in an area or with certain behaviors, really. Oh, wait, one last story, and then we'll end it, actually. Um, So one of my kids was really struggling one day, and they'd come home and not done their chore and were refusing to do homework, and they were throwing this complete temper tantrum, Um, just any little thing. And it was like the littlest thing, like, hey, can you put your backpack in your room? And it was a complete meltdown. And I was like, what is going on? And then later on, once they were were calm and able to kind of talk through it, they were like, I've had the worst day. And they're like, this morning I wanted to wear this white shirt. And then I noticed there was a big stain on it. And then I couldn't find my shoe. And then I forgot my homework once I got to school and my teacher yelled at me. And then in gym class, I tripped in front of everyone and everyone started laughing. And it was like this series of events that by the time they got home and I just said, hey, can you take your backpack to your room? It was like the last straw. But to like On the outside, if I I didn't know all of the backstory, I was frustrated at first, like, hey, they're being disrespectful. They're not listening to what I'm saying. They're not picking up their stuff. But really, it had nothing to do with that. Their behavior was not attached to what I was doing and saying. It was attached to, hey, I had a really bad day, and this is what you're just getting the final straw of my bad day. And so definitely see if there's something else going on and make sure that that communication is as good as possible. And if you are having a hard time communicating um, in person from face to face with somebody, I do highly recommend writing a letter to them and not a text message, not a Snapchat, not anything like that, like an actual handwritten physical letter, uh, because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it makes a difference. So, all right, go ahead and end it, Max. All right. Thank you guys for watching today's uh, or watching and listening, I guess, to today's podcast. Uh, we will catch you guys next time. Peace. 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 Stumbling on my words there. <laughs>